It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Here's why Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey, among other players, will have career years in 2023. It's Locked On Fantasy Football, beginning now, here on the Locked On Network. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're a bit subdued in the opener because we want to get excited about career years. We're going to get excited and build up to these things that we're looking at. These are guys that are going to be so-called league winners if you get them in your drafts. Uh, Michelle, it's very exciting to break that down. We will get there in a moment. Uh, first, uh, let me introduce myself. I'm one of your co-hosts here on Locked On Fantasy Football. I'm Benny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm running for SportingNews.com, recovering NFL and fantasy football. Hi, and I'm Michelle Majuk. I'm a researcher for NFL Network and fantasy football analyst for NFL.com. And uh, welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football. It's your destination to become the smartest fantasy football in your league. We're part of Locked On Network, as we said at the top. Your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I also can tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, as I said, uh, we're going to get into the football madness here and look at guys that can have career years going into year four later. So we've looked at the rookies, we've looked at the second-year players, we looked at the third-year players, we look at the bounce-back players. So if you missed any of those shows, check them out this week here. But now we're into the guys that will absolutely dominate and put up some big numbers. So we'll start at running back and uh, get through a wide receiver and quarterback here for you, as well as uh, have a couple of tight end picks. So a lot of good stuff here on the show to close the week as you prep for your drafts. Michelle, let's start at running back, and uh, let's see who your two picks are. These are guys that are going to have their best statistical output of their careers. We're excluding Tony Pollard, who had a big year last year, so we already know that he can build on that. And Alexander Madison, we know he's going to have better numbers. I mean, he is the starting running back in Minnesota now with Dalvin Cook gone. So those guys are out of the way. So, Michelle, not picking from those guys. Who are your two picks here for career years at running back? 
Yeah, I thought it, those would obviously be my two guys, right? Pollard and Madison, but I thought it would be cheating since both of them are taking over a backfield, which they never had that before. So obviously, if they get more work, they should be better. But my two guys, Miles Sanders, I'm going to start with him. He did, I will say, there was an alert that popped up just as I picked Miles Sanders as my guy. He's dealing with a little bit of a groin injury. Hopefully it's something small. We don't know all the details yet. So obviously, if he's Going to miss time, this would change things. But he is on the Panthers for the first time. He's been with the Eagles his whole career. Last year was his best season, pretty much. 1,347 scrimmage yards, 11 scrimmage touchdowns. So overall, it was his best year. And he did that with just 279 touches. Now, 279 touches isn't anything, but I still think he's going to get way more with the Panthers. There is... Great weapons on the Eagles last year. He had to share the ball not only when they passed it, but also with his quarterback when they ran the ball and then other running backs also on the team. The Panthers paid him. I mean, it doesn't seem like a ton, but four years, $25 million. Nobody else got paid this year at the running back position. He had he received the highest contract in terms of value and total uh total per year. So I do think they're going to use him heavily, especially with there being a rookie running back there. They have to lean on the run game. Panthers running backs last year, they got it done. Not only Christian McCaffrey when he was there, but also Deonta Foreman and Chubba Hubbard's had some good games. When Miles Sanders gets the work, he's extremely talented and has great games. So I think... I think he can do what he did last year in those scrimmage yards, but in just rushing yards. Like, I think he has 1,400-plus rushing yards this year. He can score double-digit touchdowns. So I think he he has a career year. And then Cam Akers, kind of an overlay here with your bounce-back player. This one's a little bit of a cheat, I think, I'm taking on here because he's never had more than 903 scrimmage yards. And if he actually plays this season, he should definitely get at least a thousand scrimmage yards in this offense with him getting the full workload. I know they say he's competing with Kyron Williams, but really, is he really? That seems silly. So I I think he's a clear running back one in this backfield, even if he does have to split time with Kyron Williams. But I think if he plays and he stays healthy, and he gets through this season happy and healthy, he's going to hit at least a 1,000 scrimmage yards and about eight touchdowns or more. So Cam Akers, season year, calling it. Yeah, and that, that's good, right? If we're doubling up here, I have him as a bounce-back player. Michelle says it's going to be a career year. That's a player you want to target in all your fantasy football drafts. I mean, Cam Akers should be on the radar as a potential workhorse that maybe is not getting enough love. Now, I've also given Miles Sanders some love here. And uh, Michelle, you mentioned a lot of good things about Miles Sanders. Keep in mind, he was a good receiver, young in his career with the Eagles. They just decided not to do that. They were not a very kind of check downy team last year. They were the worst team in terms of throwing and targeting running back. That's not good for DeAndre Swift here this season. But when you look at Miles Sanders, this is great, right? He's going to get some work in the passing game. He did all that work. Michelle, you were talking about mostly as a runner, right? Finishing as a big-time rusher, a real chunk runner there behind that Eagles elite offensive line. This Panthers offensive line is actually pretty good, and I think Bryce Young is going to be better than a lot of people expect to keep the Panthers in games. They're not going to get blown out by anyone in their division. I mean, the Saints, Falcons, and Bucks are not going to run away from the Panthers, so there's going to be carries for Miles Sanders, and you're right, Michelle, Sometimes you follow the money. They paid him quite a bit here to clean up this backfield. So I like both of your picks. Now, interesting that you had the Panthers' current running back. I know this is a bit of a cheat. This is my cheat on this one. 
I have Christian McCaffrey. I don't think this is cheat. I think this is bold. You're saying he's going to have a career year, Christian McCaffrey, who's already been absolutely elite. I'm so excited to hear why you think his career year. Well, okay, let's look at 2019, Michelle. Let's go back to when he was the dominant force in fantasy football, not just in running back, right? He had 2,392 scrimmage yards. This is third all-time plus 19 TDs. So one of the best fantasy football seasons ever up with that Marshall Falk year, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, some of the legends of fantasy football with big, big years overall. Well, here's the deal. McCaffrey hasn't done a couple things. He has yet to score 20-plus touchdowns. We know Falk and Alexander and Tomlinson all hit the plus-20 mark, right, in their careers. So keep in mind, even dealing Angela Williams did that for the Panthers. So you can hit the 20 TDs still. And what does this 49ers offense do? They run and run and run and throw a lot to Christian McCaffrey. And the other thing that's within reach here, if you're wondering, Chris Johnson still has the record here of 2,509 scrimmage yards. I think that's in reach. So think about it. If you look at the 2019 numbers, that's not very far off from that 2509 number. Of course, 19 TDs is one short of 20. I don't know how he doesn't get here with the 49ers offense, right? It's going to be all about him. I know Brock Purdy's there, but that's why they're not worried about Brock Purdy, right? They have McCaffrey throw to him, run with him. Great offensive line. What is there to worry about Christian McCaffrey? So it's like the ultimate weapon in the ultimate offense for his skill set. And that's what I thought. I was excited about this trade last year because, look, McCaffrey in Carolina, he was already a superstar, right? Everyone in the NFL knew he was. San Francisco, he's even a bigger deal, right? He's the centerpiece of a team that could win the Super Bowl. They're going to be careful a little bit with his touches, but you mentioned Elijah Mitchell may not even make the team. He's banged up. Where are the touches going to come from? And I think Kyle Shannon's also smart. Like, he can use him without putting too much wear on him. So they'll get him involved in the passing game. He's going to be the red zone machine here scoring. All those Debo Samuel touchdowns from two years ago, gone. They're all going to McCaffrey. So, I love McCaffrey in a full season of this offense. Yeah, this is my bold pick. Now my less bold pick possibly, or maybe it's bold in a different way, Rashad Penny. This is funny. He's also related to Miles Sanders, right? He's the guy replacing Miles Sanders as the power back in Philadelphia. So I'm just saying straight up, Rashad Penny, if he stays healthy, right? That's yeah, what we're hoping. That's what it comes down to. If he stays healthy, we're good here. And uh, look, he had uh, very good numbers uh, at one point for the Seahawks and flashes, but you look at Sanders, what he did last year, RB 10 finish overall, RB 14, and he had zero receiving, basically nothing on the, in the passing game, 1,269 yards and 11 TDs. That's what Miles Sanders put up. That's what's available, right? In that power back role. Interesting. Also Sanders explosive back 5.0 yards per attempt in his career. Rashad Penny, when he's on the field, 5.7. So he can explode behind this Eagles offensive line, take those same number of touches, get a few more yards, get a lot of scoring opportunities playing off Jalen Hurts. So those are my picks. I guess you would call both of them bold in weird ways. Yeah, I mean, I want to see Penny healthy so bad behind this offensive line because if he can just – he uh, an absurd 5.7 career average behind the Seahawks offensive line, which, you know, has been middle of the pack at best at times. And now you're putting him behind the best offensive line in the NFL. Like, he – could just go off in any given game if given the work and stays healthy i'm so excited to see him 
I can't get on board with Christian McCaffrey having a career year only for the fact that he's already had such an insane year. I don't, I don't have him doing that this year. I, I do think he has a fantastic year, but that is super bold and I love it. Yeah. And, I, and this is what's what I'm telling you here. Like if you're an auction format, like do a lot to try to get him right. McCaffrey, you're going to have to luck in to the number one or number two pick. If you're doing a draft lottery in your league to get him. But if you're in an auction format and anybody can get at him, or in a situation where you can trade or keep players and that, that you can finagle your way up to the top, uh, maybe you can trade picks in your league, try to do that as much as possible because I feel like that type of season still could happen. And it's already happened once. I just think it's going to happen bigger. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now we have uh, more fun ahead for you. we got picks at uh, wide receiver, three each year, and uh, one at the quarterback and one at tight end. So career years abound here. So these are the potential league winners that you should be looking at in your fantasy football leagues this year. Now, if you want to put together a winning team for your small business, it's uh, important that you trust LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Again, uh, we're in a tight-knit place here at Locked On. We have a lot of great people always joining the team, and you want to make sure that you have that right makeup for your small business. So all you have to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs. It's really easy to build a job profile and uh, say that you're hiring. You just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring with your business. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small business late LinkedIn jobs. Number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL to post your job absolutely for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Michelle, we're up to now our wide receiver picks, and we have some crossover again. But again, if we're telling you about these guys having big seasons uh, so many different ways, we're both agreeing on this, that tells you you want these players on your fantasy football team. And I think we have a few here that we're crossing over at wide receiver, Michelle. So reveal your three guys' career years at wide receiver. Yeah, my first one's going to be Amari Cooper of the Browns. So, I mean, before Deshaun Watson got back last year, he was on pace for 1,224 receiving yards and 11 receiving touchdowns. Something he's never done in his career is had 1,200 receiving yards or double-digit touchdowns in in any season, which is kind of wild because he's had at least 1,000 yards in six of his eight, eight seasons. He's had at least 1,100 yards in three of his last four seasons but never hit that 1,200 mark. And we know coming out of school, he's so talented. So you would have thought he would have these bigger numbers than he does. I like it, This goes with your bounce-back quarterback. We, we agree that Deshaun Watson should bounce back this year. And if he does, Amari Cooper is his top 
wide receiver. It's he's his wide receiver one. There is no reason that Amari Cooper shouldn't ha- hit. 1200 receiving yards when he's going to get 130 plus targets with Deshaun Watson this year. So I, I think he he hits that and he's well worth his price right now. 41st overall. You can get him in the late third round. So I, I like his price, maybe even fourth round. And then here we're going to repeat the names again. Marquise Brown. You talked about him on your bounce backs. I agree with you that he's definitely going to bounce back. But not only will he bounce back, I think he's going to have a good 1,100, 1,200-yard season, and that would mean a career year for him. He's never had more than 1,008 yards. He's never had more than eight receiving touchdowns. I don't know if the receiving touchdowns come, right? We don't know how much scoring this will have, but I think he has a career year when it comes to targets and receptions and yards. From weeks one through six last year, he played without DeAndre Hopkins. So we saw it, right? And Brown was on a 17-game pace for 181 targets. Absurd. 1,374 receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns. Now, that was with Kyler Murray. I know, don't come yelling at me. And we don't know when Kyler Kyler Murray will be back. It could be week three. It could be week eight. It could be not at all this season. But I'm going to hold out hope that he comes back at some point. And even with whatever quarterback is the starter this year, he's going to get the targets and he's going to get it done. So uh, I think he easily has a career year in receptions and receiving yards. We'll see how much he can score in this offense. And then last, Mike Williams. I mean, how much do we really have to talk about this man? We, I feel like we bring him up every episode, but that just means draft him. Don't let him go by your draft when you're sitting and staring at him in the fifth round. Like he's such a good draft pick. Uh, But his career year was 1146 yards, nine touchdowns in 2021. I, I see that I see him beating that this year. I mean, he was on pace for 1200 receiving yards last season, but he missed four games and his yards per reception was lower than it normally is. It was only at 14.2, which is still solid for any wide receiver, but it's typically up 15, you know, and, and North of that. So I expect that to increase again this year with Justin Herbert throwing the ball deeper with his new offensive coordinator. I mean, that's pretty much every report coming out of chargers camp is Justin Herbert's slinging the ball. He's slinging the ball. He's throwing downfield. I love that for him and Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams could put up 1300 plus yards this year and double digit touchdowns. Yeah. Williams and Brown. I mean, I'm on board with you. I just like their big playability and just, an opportunity to really be dominant number one targets because I'm not sure Keenan Allen can stay healthy for another season. They got to transition there in that situation with uh, Quentin Johnston in the mix. So I think you'll see a pivot to those guys a little bit more. They paid Mike Williams, and I, I think Allen is running a fade route out of the league here. So when you look at that, I don't like to invest in older wide receivers. I think Mike Williams is in his prime right now, as well as Hollywood Brown. So those are great picks. Amari Cooper as well. I mean, you look at this guy, I mean, we talk about Brandon Cooks just going to offense to offense to offense and doing what he's supposed to do. Amari Cooper is that. And what I like that, uh, speaking of Hopkins, I mean, he's kind of the technical route runner, right, that Hopkins was for Deshaun Watson. So there's some parallels. He likes those type of people that he knows where they're going to be on the field and get open. So I love those picks, Michelle. I think I think you're right on with all those. Now let's see if it, you agree on mine here, but – there's a lot of Alabama here. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I have a couple Alabama guys as well. You have Cooper. I'm starting with Calvin Ridley. Look, his ADP just keeps growing and rising here. So I don't know. Maybe you should draft now to make sure you get Calvin Ridley at a good value here. But 
when you look at it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go after him as much as possible, no matter what his price is here. He was a wide receiver 17, 18. That's kind of where he is in the ADP. 43rd overall, so that's actually gone up a little bit. He was in the 20s, so look at what he did last time. He had a full season in Atlanta, 90 catches on 143 targets, 1,329 yards receiving, and 9 TDs. That put him in the top half of wide receivers with that production. He passed Julio Jones there as the number one with Matt Ryan, usage all over the field, very good red zone guy, slot guy when needed. Uh, sorry for Christian Kirk, but that actually might help him because he can move around and scheme these other guys open. Ridley, I think, was just that good. And look, he's wearing zero on his jersey. Look, you can wear zero in the NFL now, but he's not going to be a zero in fantasy. He's going to be more of a hero. He's going to carry you. a team here with Trevor Lawrence, and that's a stack I really like in fantasy, much like uh, – you might like Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. Now I'm going to go, before I go to another Alabama guy, I'm going to go to DJ Moore. He's at wide receiver 22 at ADP. He's a 54th overall. Now, interesting progression here, Michelle. In 2020, he had a career high 1,193 receiving yards. In 2021, he had a career high 93 catches on 163 targets. You know where I'm going here. In 2022, he had seven TDs to be a career high. So he needs to put all this together, right? He has a career year over the last three years, put it all together here with Justin Fields as the number one. I feel bad for this guy. The quarterbacks have been an absolute mess. He works hard. He's durable. He's out there at every game begging to make big plays. Just hasn't had a lot of help here. I think Fields is going to help him get there. So I love him putting it all together. I can see hundred receptions, more than seven TDs and definitely more than 1200 yards. Now, the last guy that we're looking at is Jerry Judy. And this is another Alabama guy, but again, technical route runner that is versatile, that you can put everywhere in the field. He's a wide receiver, 23, 57th overall. Last year, he had a modest total, 67 catches on 100 targets, 972 yards, six TDs. And he still finished with wide receiver, 23. This was an absolute dumpster fire with Russell Wilson, and he still was pretty valuable here. There's no Tim Patrick. Corland Sutton, we talked about him. We're not interested. KJ Hamler's gone. There's no one else here. And this offense, we've heard the buzz has been great. We like Russell Wilson. Michelle picked him as the bounce back quarterback. So all lines up. So those are my picks. Two more Alabama guys. So Cooper, Ridley, and Judy from Alabama. And then add DJ Moore into this mix. So I, I'm on board with DJ Moore, right? It's like definitely because I, I'm such a big fan of Justin Fields. I think he's going to break out this year, not just as a rusher, which he already did, but as a passer. And we have to remember, I mean, especially it was just last offseason. We were worried about A.J. Brown going to play with Jalen Hurts, and he had a monster year with him. We were worried back in the day when Stephon Diggs was going from the Vikings to Josh Allen. It was like, oh, my God, to a quarterback who can't pass. Well, guess what? He learned how to pass with Stephon Diggs. And D.J. Moore, when you look at his numbers compared to Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown prior to their trade, they're almost identical per game numbers. So I, I think there's no reason to say DJ Moore can't make that same jump just because you're worried Justin Fields passing. It's not there yet. And then Calvin Ridley, I don't know, man. I, I can't get on board with him. He's good, and I'm excited to see him with Trevor Lawrence. But he's that the year you brought up, that was his only year he had over 900 receiving yards, which doesn't seem real because we're like, Calvin Ridley's so good. But 
apparently it was really just that one year. And yeah, of course he showed flashes in other years, but never more than 900 receiving yards in any other year besides this one, when he was pretty much the only guy there because Julio was dealing with an injury, 143 targets he needed. Do you think he gets close to that with the Jaguars stacked offense this year? That's going to be the question. That's a good point with all the weapons they have, but I think you don't go out and get this player. And again, Training camp, he's looked like his old self, right? He was an ascending player when all this went down. He had the personal issue that caused him to step away from the Falcons. The other thing, remember, this keeps his body fresher, right? I mean, he's a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, so he has that ability to take over an offense. So I still think you look at the way Ridley is in this offense, they were missing that true number one. I mean, Christian Kirk really should be a complimentary slot-type receiver, Zay Jones should not be the outside number one on your team. So when you look at that, look, they'll be okay, right? I mean, I've heard a lot of things about the Jaguars are unselfish. They don't care about the numbers all together. I think Calvin Ridley does care about the numbers. I hate to bring up something that happened last year, but yeah, that's how we got into this mess in the first place and got traded from the Falcons. So I look at that. I think the numbers are important to Calvin Ridley. So it'll be interesting. I, I again, this is asking for a lot because, again, that year with the Falcons was pretty big. So can he duplicate that with lesser volume? That's going to be the key here. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I just don't know if he can. But I'm happy one of us is on board because, I, I, you know, it's a struggle because I know how talented he is. And I really like the Jaguars offense. Just I can't get myself there this year. Yeah, we do have one more segment here on the show. And we'll break down for you the picks that we have at – Quarterback and tight end, excited to see who Michelle has here as those choices on Locked On Fantasy Football. Every day, thanks again for making us your first listen every day. We have a lot of good stuff for you next week, so we'll work towards uh, getting you ready for your mock draft. So a lot of good stuff this week, so check it out if you missed anything with our second-year players, third-year players, uh, bounce-back guys, uh, breakouts, all that good stuff we have, and uh, check that out on the archives here. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and follow for free. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Michelle, it's time to close the show and the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football and look at our picks for fourth year after career year guys that we're looking at at quarterback and tight end. So, I'll let you have it. We're going to exclude Jordan Love from here. We're just not going to put him in there because he's really okay. He's a fourth year. He has to start player, two games to yeah, have a career year. Technically, yeah. kind of like a rookie, right? So we're not going to include him. He could definitely have a breakout year, but we're going to stay away from him and we're going to address other quarterbacks and a tight end. So who are your two picks here that uh, we're looking at? 
Yeah, I'm going with Daniel Jones of the Giants. He just got paid, and it's because, you know, he set career high season with 3,200 3, passing yards. That was his career high season. I understand he put up 708 rushing yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. That's great. He had just 15 passing touchdowns last year. Now his career high passing touchdowns was 24 in his rookie season. But I will give him some slack, right? He ran a pretty solid offense overall that got it done, won a good amount of games, made it to the playoffs, won a playoff game without really any weapons besides Saquon Barkley. I mean, his top receivers were like Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and Darius Slayton last year. That, that was it. And now this year he gets the the guys who are injured back, of course, with Sterling Shepard and Wondell Moore. We'll see how or Wondell Robinson, we'll see how healthy they can be this year. But also, they added Darren Waller, who I think is huge for Daniel Jones' development yeah. and just someone that he can pass through the middle. They added Jalen Hyatt, who I think should have never fallen to the third round. He offers so much speed. They added Paris Campbell. So now it's just like a lot of weapons overall that he has to utilize. So I think it should he should very easily beat his career highs in passing yards and passing touchdowns. If he doesn't, then they're kind of, they messed up with that contract yeah. extension. So there, there's no excuse for him at this point. I love Brian Dable. He should get the best out of him. And then when we're looking at tight end, I'm going Hunter Henry. Uh, I, I really just think he's being highly overlooked this year. He's going as a tight end 29. Like he's not even being drafted and he needs to be because everyone is giving up on the Patriots offense this year. Guys, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. A, they didn't even, like last season, they didn't even hire one. And then they were like, you know what, Matt Patricia, you've been a defensive coach all your life, but you're going to call offensive plays this year. And it was, it, it, what happened was exactly what was supposed to happen when you have a defensive coach calling offensive plays. It was disastrous. And it was just, there was no rhyme or reason. It was just so bad. So I think the offense this year under Bill O'Brien with a new offense coordinator, it's going to look so much better and be so much better than anyone expects. And Hunter Henry is Mac Jones' clear-cut favorite target in this offense like throughout this whole offseason. So I, I really like him. And all he has to do is put up, what, 700 receiving yards yeah. to have a season year. And I think he can have double-digit touchdowns in this offense. He needs to be drafted. Yeah, I agree with you. And look at just two years ago. I mean, it's not far removed that he was very relevant in fantasy football. And again, Bill O'Brien with the history of the two tight ends and all that in New England. So that's going to help the tight ends. And uh, I think people might be too concerned about Mike Gusecki being a factor. I don't I just know why don't he's being drafted before Hunter Henry. Like, no, I, he's just I a guy who does a bad gritty and occasionally scores touchdowns. That's <laughs> all he does. He's not that relevant here. Now, Hunter Henry is like the real complete tight end and also in the central part of the running game. And Daniel Jones, great call on Daniel Jones. Yeah, if he puts together anything decent passing to go with his running, watch out. And I'd love that he's with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. Those are two guys that can really kind of hone in on his skills. And I think last year he was so worried, don't turn over the ball, don't turn over the ball. Yeah, Clean that up. Now he's going to be more confident to go into the next direction. So good calls there. Mine are a little bit different, um, and I'm going with an older quarterback as my choice, and he's the quarterback right above Daniel Jones in ADP at QB 13. He's 105 overall on the board. It is Kirk Cousins, and uh, yeah, this might sound weird, but let's look at it. Uh, this is a quarterback that knows that he's under pressure, right? I mean, Kevin O'Connell, year two of this offense, 
The Vikings have rumblings of maybe moving on from him next year. They've been asked about it quite a bit with their front office, but Kirk Cousins likes to have a chip on his shoulder. He likes that kind of motivation here. And you look at some of the numbers for Kirk Cousins. He had a career high of 4,917 passing yards. That came in 2016. So Brian, he's only had one thirty TD season. That was in 2019. Interesting, I looked back at Kirk Cousins. This guy is one of the steadiest performers in fantasy football. He finished as a top 12 quarterback in seven of the past eight seasons on two teams there with the Commanders and now Vikings, and he was 13th in the other season. This guy just gets it done with the numbers. Look, he gets much maligned for maybe not having the playoff victories, a little bit hokey and cheesy sometimes, but look, I have had new respect for him watching quarterback. I, I will admit that, and I wanted to – uh, shout out that show for maybe saying, look, maybe this guy deserves a little bit more credit for being an above average quarterback. And that's all you need in fantasy football. And this year two of Kevin O'Connell's offense, you've got no Dalvin Cook. So you figure you're going to pass a little bit more. This was a pass happy team that you look at here that the Vikings want to throw the ball with O'Connell. You've got no Dalvin Cook, but you have Jordan Addison helping to replace Adam Thielen. You got TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne. Justin Jefferson, there's a lot of weapons in this offense for pass first offense. So do I think he's going to push for 5,000 yards? I don't know. That's going to be the question mark, right? Can he surpass 4,900? But I think the career highs and TDs are up there. I also think the career low in interceptions can also be had. So he's always kind of tainted that with the turnovers. So I do like Kirk Cousins quite a bit here to get it done without even running all that much. I just like this O'Connell offense and the volume of the Vikings because I don't think – their defense, again, is going to be all that good. And then Juwan Johnson, look, it's a pretty easy choice here for me. He's tight end 20th, so people just forgot about him. He was actually tight end 7 last year. What a year, really, out of nowhere, 42 catches, 65 targets for 508 yards and 7 TDs. Now you have Derek Carr. We mentioned how much he likes one target, and Chris Olave is that main target, but he also likes the tight end, right? He's had Darren Waller. And uh, even uh, Foster Morrow had some numbers there with him. And Morrow's actually in New Orleans here in this uh, situation. So you look at Juwan Johnson, I think he's going to get more targets than we think. You can't count on Michael Thomas. Rashid Shahid is more of the shot play guy. They need another target that can help. And uh, little Alvin Kamara being gone is going to help the uh, first few games, at least Juwan Johnson have a bigger role. So those are my choices. Kirk Cousins, Juwan Johnson, a little bit different from yours. But, uh, yeah, just looking at uh, – different ways to approach a career I'm going to throw a wrench in your uh, Kirk Cousins just a little bit here. So he did hit 35 passing touchdowns in 2020 and 33 in 2021. So he's going to have to do a little bit more than those 30 touchdowns to have a career year. But with these weapons and like you said, in this offense, there's, there's no reason he can't hit a career year in passing touchdowns. He does like, Come on, just throw it up to Jefferson and Hawkinson. They're going to catch it. Like, just just give it to your boys. And then also the addition of Addison, I think, is huge. But I don't know if he can hit the passing. That's a lot. Asking for yeah. 5,000 passing yards from Kirk Cousins seems like, <laughs> seems too scary. Jawan Johnson, I was, like, so on board when we started the offseason. And then they just keep adding tight ends. And I wish yeah. they would stop doing that. I don't, I don't know why you need Jimmy Graham. Why do you need a 50-year-old Jimmy Graham on your team to play tight end? They already had Foster Maroon and Jawan Johnson. And I don't know. That just seems – oh, and don't forget about Taysom Hill. So uh, I don't know about Jawan Johnson. He should have a career year it's just like the team seems to want anybody else to be on the field 
Yeah, I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. I'm probably this is how far I went. I mean, I oversold him right a little bit on this. And uh, look, going back to his, uh, I'll say his career, I think, has been pretty good, right? For a guy that was a drafter there behind Robert Griffin III, he's put up some numbers. And again, maybe just underappreciated there. Yeah. Look, I, I just look at the one total I look at from last year, the 4,500 passing yards with pretty high volume. Keep in mind, he had 643 attempts. And when he hit that 4917 number there for his career high, it was only 606 attempts. So there's that potential, right? If he's a little bit more accurate, you can put up those numbers. And I think this volume is going to be there. And yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Kirk, I undersold your t- touchdowns <laughs> here, but maybe I'm I'm just underselling you in general. Maybe we'll go after 40 TDs. So maybe I, I should have just said he's going to put up 40 TDs and we would have yeah. just uh, passed all this. But yeah, I think there's a potential that he has to throw for 40 touchdowns. Again, this defense, I don't think is very good. They're starting pull away pieces. I know they have a few guys that they like, but they moved on from Zadarius Smith. They got Daniil Hunter, but that's going to be maybe a lot of shootouts in mm-hmm. NFC North play with all these teams. And I'm excited to look at that. I want to see these Vikings Lions games that are going to just be fantasy bonanzas here. So really, if you can invest in a lot of the NFC North players, you should do that. But yeah, Kirk Cousins, look, uh, right there in that range. Uh, would you agree with me that not only Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins remain really good values, but uh, just to add a little bit more, that you also like uh, two guys that kind of finish around there, Geno Smith and Jared Goff, maybe not to put up career years, but to kind of build on some good vibes from last year. I don't know. Jared Goff's year was so weird last year because all of his production came at home and he did nothing away. So it was like impossible to be able to play him. Like If he could just do something in away games, then he's going to have an awesome year. And I think without Jamal Williams, they're stealing all of the touchdowns. He should have a really good year, but I prefer Kirk Cousins to Jared Goff just slightly and Daniel Jones to him and Geno Smith. He has all the weapons. I don't know. I can't, I can't yeah. trust that man. I, I He has all the weapons. He has a great coach and he looked good last year, but I, I don't, I don't want to draft him. Yeah, and his career year was probably last year. I mean, we yeah. know that was an easy career for him because there was basically nothing for them. So, yeah, So, but this is who we're talking about, right? People like Geno Smith that can really just exceed expectations. So we're excited about these guys. We want to see what they can do. We have a lot more stuff coming for you. We will eventually get to our mock draft here on the show. So we're building toward that. We're giving you all the tools here to help you dominate your leagues in the preseason uh, Put your cheat sheets together with the guys that you want to highlight. Yeah, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown. Just go and do that while we're talking here and have it out. And uh, Michelle's got rankings. I'll have some rankings. So we'll have a lot of good stuff for you as we go forward here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. Enjoy uh, looking at uh, more of the preseason action this weekend here for Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all. All right. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 